welcome to a special Halloween episode of the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gustaska and Jonathan Conlon, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. In this episode, John and Jonathan discuss the strange, scary, and thrilling history of New York City and recount a few of their own eerie experiences as well. Be sure to listen to the end for John's recollection of a pretty terrifying encounter with a neighbor in his first apartment and how he got over his fears. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. How you doing, John? I'm great, Jonathan. You? I'm doing all right. I love two weeks in a row. We're both in ties and yep. button, butt down shirts. Dressed for success. Yes. Yes. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, this is our Halloween episode. Ooh. Cue the music, effect, the sound effects. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, of course, talk about the weekly statistics, which we posted on Monday. Oh, see, so you're ignoring me now because I just yeah. gave some sound effects. Okay, go Listen, ahead. If, there's ever, if there ever was a podcast episode on the John and Jonathan Sell NYC that's made for John Gastaska, today's the day. So uh, it's going to be all about you today and all of the craziness that you, that you draw to yourself. I'm going to so, smack we'll, you. We'll Not get... the craziness that I attract. See, that's what you, where you were going with that. Yeah, I was. Okay, you don't have to shoot fits. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so we're going to talk about kind of some of the crazy things that have happened, some of the haunted stories, some of the real estate, the buildings that are haunted in the, in the city, in and around the city. Um, uh, so it should be interesting. There's some quite comical stories that we'll, we shall share and also some not so funny stories, but uh, scary stories. So first of all, to get started, what happened this week, John, in the market? What did we see? I think that, you know, we, we get our market stats weekly. And even though the contract signs decreased between this past week and the week before, they were still up year over year to 2019. So just looking at my stats, uh, I would say, uh, because they break it down in price point, so... of the transactions that went to contract are below $3 million, 43% 43%, uh, below a million, and then 42% of the transactions between one and 3 million. And then we have um, in the breakdown of rooms, I thought was very interesting. In the one, in the studio and one bedrooms and two bedroom categories, you have about 80% of the sale of the uh, contracts we're in the two bedrooms, the one bedrooms, and the studios. So, <clears throat> we so had a, more we had of the big, same as we talked about, as we've sort of been talking about over the last couple of months, is slow and steady recovery. We've seen yeah. more more numbers, even though a little less than last week. We're only talking about a week's worth of statistics, so it's yeah. not not a huge data set. No, so, but nevertheless, it's still showing that, as you say, the, yeah. the, the market is slowly rebounding. The trend, the trend is the important. Trend. <laughs> yeah, and we've actually increased the amount of three bedrooms going to contract between weeks. Uh, so yeah. it's interesting to take a look at where the people are actually buying the real estate. And so from our standpoint, too, in our in our team, we've had a very busy, busy week. When I say busy, not just showing the apartments, but we, we put together, uh, I think it's four different deals. I mean, yeah. the accepted right. offers, 
and they're in different. Uh, it's always things. hard to name. It's always hard to say. Oh, we did a deal this week because you can do a get an accepted offer, but yeah. the contract yeah. doesn't go out, or you get a signed contract, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. but we're working on a few things, and at different price points too, which I find uh, interesting. It's harder to do the higher end deals north yeah. of three million, but we've got a couple of those going. And uh, what, what about in terms of market stats? What do you see? Certainly welcome. Um, uh, well, so the one interesting point. Uh, that I wanted to mention is that the resale condo sales actually fell um, and resale co-ops actually went up. It's hard to say what that really means and what, you know, there's no trend there, um, but an interesting change uh, in the dynamic. The resale condos have sort of been, I would say, drugged down a little bit more because of the the challenges in new developments. So there, those are condos as well. So those are uh, always push down the resale condo market a bit um, in conjunction with it. But um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting to see what changes every week, uh, the little nuances of those reports and such, and then and then how it all comes together for uh, for the monthly statistics. So it is Halloween. It is. And we have, you Are know, you dressing up tonight, John. Oh, oh, party. One thing about me, it's my least favorite holiday. Least favorite. The only thing I love about it is the candy. I never liked dressing up. Never no, did. Not even as a kid. You? What are you going as? Frankly. Uh, yeah, well, given that trick-or-treating isn't happening this year, mm. uh, my daughter's probably just going to gonna dress up and we'll do something with the neighbors and something small in our bubble you know, because we have a bubble of neighbors here that we, families that we uh, socialize with, but uh, not much, not much. We're do you think that I do like, though, having to get candy for the kids? Uh, yeah, because I'm pretty when sure. When I go to get the candy, the it's like this much, right? It's like, are you, are you insane? I'm like, no, it's, it was, first of all, it was really <laughs> cheap. And then you don't have any trick-or-treaters. Yeah, that's, that becomes the problem. And then I have to bring it all to work. And then we're binging till Christmas. I, I don't know how you're going to explain it this year, but you getting candy. I'm, we're going to put it on the front stoop of my house. So anyway, but Halloween is, uh, this city is made for Halloween. You know, the Halloween parade. And we also have so many different buildings in Manhattan. And I'm sure that if you go around to all these different buildings, they're all going to have like smatterings of scary stories or strangeness that's gone on, you know, and the lore of Manhattan. So just throwing out a few of these buildings that I think are really quite, um, quite cool and buildings that we know, probably the most famous building that is known to be haunted is the Dakota on 72nd and Central Park West, where, where Lennon was shot. John Lennon was shot out front of the Dakota. I think he was either leaving his building or coming in. I'd have to look at the history but that it has been known that his spirit is still within the confines of the building. So there have been Lenin sightings. Now, I've known Dakota. I would, I would not, that's something that I learned. But I always think of Rosemary's Baby when I think of uh, With Mia Farrow. That was filmed at the Dakota. And if you take a look at it, what would you say? Doesn't it look like it's like a haunted house? Yeah, it does look like the original haunted it's house. very gothic. Sort of. Uh, Bates Motel, like yes, throwback, yeah, like with the peaks and the all the ornate details. And, and Jonathan, what about being inside? 
It's huh? the same thing being inside with those 15 foot ceilings yeah. and it's very cavernous and there's a lot of dark apartments. So I think that's probably the most haunted. Then there are the buildings which are the former asylums, for instance, out in Roosevelt Island, which is still considered part of Manhattan, the island right next door to it, uh, the Octagon built in 1881, but then the building that you and I both sold in, in Manhattan at 455 CPW, which was built again in the late 1800s, 1884, and it was the turreted building. So it has the two turrets and then it has the tower. In our defense, it looks like an insane asylum. It does. Like, well, it looks it like, oh, we can't have anybody, any corners or something. Exactly. You know, like, it just it actually it feels like that. First cancer hospital in the world. Uh, so that was in the, uh, I guess, before the 50s. Yeah, 1800s. late 1800s until 1800s. the mid-1800s. It was built as a cancer hospital. And then it turned into an old people's home, an elderly home in the 50s, and then it was shut down in the 70s because of maltreatment of patients. So then when I moved into the city in 1988, I used to ride my bike and I used to be in like the 90s running in Central Park and I would see how it was all boarded up. It looked like an old haunted mansion. And I'd always be like, God, that is such an incredible structure, blah, blah, blah. And then they built 455 CPW. Well, we sold in the new tower that they built behind it. Yeah. But uh, I still have never been in one of those apartments, one of I those have. rotunda really? apartments. They're yeah. very strange. I just never had anybody for it, and I didn't make very it. Very strange. Converted. So, um, and we I also have you. another famous one on Central Park West is the 55 Central Park West, so closer down to Columbus, uh, down to Columbus Circle. What's it known for? Which is the Ghostbusters building. So they have that shot looking up the building um there they made it a little bit more uh dramatic than what the building looks like from the outside so you kind of got to use your imagination but um uh other upper west i don't know the upper west side maybe yeah. that is part of upper west has, i want to say we're, we're tapping into the upper west because upper west has some incredible old architecture and eight built in 1899 the second most famous i think would be the ansonia which is pre-war condo at 73rd and CP and uh, Broadway. And it was where Single White Female was shot, but then also the movie Don't Say a Word with Michael Douglas. And it was the old converted hotel. And it has probably one of the most famous staircases that you can literally look down and see all the way down. I mean, it is amazing. And they again have those old turreted apartments. Uh, so just, uh, wild and there are ghost sightings and lights flickering and you know some but i, I would of course, new york in general has has such a it, it can have such an eerie feel to it uh and and we've seen so many different films and such like american psycho and uh, all these films that are uh you know there's this anonymity that that draws people to new york there's it's part of its allure is that there's so many people you know, it's almost like everybody's walking around in their own little bubbles and you can go all day without running into somebody that you even recognize, which is, is just sort of one of the interesting things being in a major metropolitan city. But that anonymity and, and that element lends itself to, you know, these eerie sort of, uh, you know, serial killer movies and such that uh, certainly are prevalent. And even though 
many times they're not filmed here, technically filmed here because it's very expensive to film in New York City. Uh, many of them are set in New York City, technically, so. But we also live all on top of each other. And so there's this sense of like you're saying, which is very true, this being apart even though you live in a building. So you don't even know who your neighbors are a lot of times. Yeah. Over time, you start to really know your neighbors, but people can be very, 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 you can you can be in a building and be like, I've never seen them in three years. And then they say to you, oh, I've been here for five years. I'm like, wow, who are you? You know, so people can be very, very distant, you know? And so, so yeah. let's talk about, Jonathan, some kind of odd, haunt, eerie experiences that we've experienced. Well, I would say one that certainly sticks out in my mind, and I know yours as well, is an apartment that we sold on the Upper West Side. A lovely family. We met them um, in the apartment and chatted with them and, and ha had a lovely meeting. We, we got the listing, put it on the market. Um, but you, you, you didn't tell the audience one thing. It was an estate. Yeah. So we walk in, it's, I think we met the two aunts. They were really yep. lovely. Uh, and um, estate sale, we didn't really, I mean, we never, we pitch estate sale sales all the time and we don't, you know, we don't ask. It's a very sensitive topic. You don't know, you know, whether the people had a long drawn out illness or whatever. So we let people tell us if they, you know, we'll talk about it if they bring it up, but otherwise we're just very sensitive about it. And so we did not talk about it, which is not out of the ordinary. Uh, get the listing, put it on the market. And uh, we both had an interesting, as the story sort of leaked out, I know you were showing it, I think, first. Well, an open house. And then at the open oh, house was closing. Yeah. And the broker who lived in the building knocked on the door and she had a buyer for it. And so she showed the buyer. She said, I'm sorry, I'm here late. And I allowed her in. And then she... I, I kind of followed them and she went right to the window of the master bedroom and she said, well, I don't think she had her back to me. And she said, I don't think that this is the window where he jumped. And I was like, in my brain, I'm going, what did she just say? And then she's talking to the, to the buyer and she turns to me and she sees my face going like, and then she's like, you didn't know that, did you? And then she's like, no. Well, she lived in the building, right? It was the smaller window in the bedroom in the bathroom yeah and i'm like oh my god so I, I get her out of the apartment and you're the first person i call yeah yeah i remember the phone call vividly you're like oh, i think he jumped i think no, i knew that he did i said you're never gonna believe what i just experienced he jumped yeah it was it, it was it was certainly eerie then i was there we had something to be fixed in the apartment and i never got any strange vibes at at to that point but we had just started showing i think that was the first open house and then I was in the apartment and one of the handymen came in. We had him addressing some issues in there. And he proceeded to tell me the whole story, which was, you know, it was it, very unfortunate. I mean, the family was so lovely. Um, but yeah, this guy had, had, uh, had left, left out the window, which went into the courtyard of the building. And it was, you know, it's one of those things that uh, we both have, um, have been... Uh, uh, either out showing other apartments we've had, but I think that's the only listing that we had. And it's, it certainly made me feel different in that apartment. But uh, I think uh, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly one of those eerie things that we can come across. Sure, um, but then we sell all the time. And most of the time people have been in the hospital and they passed away there or there wasn't as much drama around it. But 
You know, very early on before I met you, I did sell an estate and the guy, I didn't, qual I didn't quite know if he had died in the apartment or not as a single guy. And this was back when I sold at one um, down in the village. Anyway, but nevertheless, we've sold many estates in our career together. But what is the one thing that we do when, well, you never do it, but that I do to rid the apartment of bad it's your juju what it's your shtick ah it is my shtick and that is what's called a smudge stick and it i believe in the i smudge it i get my smudge stick that's yay big it's sage and i smudge that thing i go through every room every cabinet i open the cabinets and then i shut them and i close the apartment up Listen, we've been known to do that. We do that a lot, especially, especially if apartments aren't selling. <laughs> but, I do them, yes, in this market, every day. No, yeah. not every day, but you know, yes. And that's one thing that also whenever the energy of the apartment is very low or we, sim we get in there and we say, this is just not right, we smudge. One of our secret weapons. Yeah, I know we're telling our audience, but we're big <laughs> smudgers. We have like six smudge sticks in our office. I, I'm not kidding. Okay, so do you have any stories, strange stories? Because I have two. Well, that's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is like a, a episode made for John Gastaska. And we're not going to tell all the stories and we're not going to tell some of them in particular. You'll have to call us. Call John Gastaska if you want, you want some more maybe less appropriate stories but we've all <laughs> we've all we we certainly have those had are, well those could be considered horror stories even though they're, they're not but the eerie ones the eerie ones i have thankfully i have not had any super eerie stories but you happen to have a couple I have that I have I, I, and listen i love it when i hear a new story from you and, and these were both new stories that you had, I, re, I actually remember the one you had told me years ago. Was that when I moved into my first apartment? About the super, about the super. Oh, no, 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 that was that. That was one I remember. But, but the you, first one. Why don't you go through them? I lived on West 57th Street. I won't say the name of the building. It was my first apartment and it was a studio. It was about the size of a shoe, but it was really cute. It had a skylight. So one night I get a knock on my door and it's around 1030 at night. It's a cold night. And, and this was a, was it a small non-doorman building? No, with an elevator. Yeah. Non-doorman building. Okay. So the, the neighbor, she knocks on my door and she's afraid. And I'm like, who is this? I didn't know anybody in my building. I was 23 years old. She's like, I'm your neighbor next door. And, and uh, can I come in? I'm like, what, what is this about? She's like, somebody was just staring in at the window. I was like, what? She's like, through my skylight, somebody was staring in at me. I was like, oh no, because I have the skylight too. So I opened the door and she's shaking. And I was like, hi, how are you? Come on in. So I said, hold on. So I get, I didn't know what to do. So I get the kitchen knife out of my, out of my kitchen. I go upstairs on, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, what are you crazy? What do you think you are? Like that? So in some movie, so I go racing up and I go up the fire stairs and I open, push the door open and I get up onto the roof. Nobody there. And then I come down 
and you know calmed her down. That was the first, but ever since, ever after that, I was always freaked out by the skylight. Then years later, when I moved in with Wright in 1999, he lived where we live now, south of Columbia University. So after I moved in, he said, well, you know, our building was a little famous. And I said, why? And he's like, well, because six months after I moved, six months before I moved in, do you remember the Columbia student that was murdered? I'm like, not really. Tell me a little bit about it. She was murdered. She was a violinist at Columbia and she lived in the building and the super's kid was nuts. And he took her up to the roof and he murdered her. And I'm like, you're telling me this after I moved in? Yeah, I love Thank that. Thank you. So then I said, well, not our apartment, I hope. He's like, I never found out the apartment. So, but he said, I did move in and I heard that he was crazy and he, he was like a satanic worshiper and he right saw the drawings in the basement by the laundry. And then because the kids stowed out down there for two days before the cops got him and they painted the wall. So it was weird. And Wright was traveling and singing opera for two years. So when he would leave, I'd have that image in my brain and I'd swear I'd see, start seeing the ghost walking down my hall. I, you could picture that. And I'd have to have the doors double bolted and I'd be freaking out. So this is going on for now two years, wait. And I get invited out to see a friend of mine in Santa Fe. So I go out there and I love Santa Fe, but I had a couple people staying, but there's the last night I was by myself in this house that's like set in the middle of the woods. It's like Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski territory. And I put the alarm system on in the house and I'm sleeping in the downstairs bedroom and all of a sudden the alarm goes off in that house. Freaked out. And I could hear the wind chime. So I turn it off and I barely slept. I get back on a plane, I come back to New York. I never ever feared my apartment again. That ghost, Bye-bye. So did you ever Google that story? Did you ever like try to look it up on? Uh... Yeah, it was public. The, the girl that got killed? Oh, no, I don't know about the satanic drawings. Wright just said he saw I think he. I think he just juiced it up for you. <laughs> anyway, so two very eerie, eerie stories. I mean, we do get uh, where we have clients and stuff that are a little bit more superstitious and they have... Um, you know, uh, they say that they, they experience something or in their apartment or whatever, but I'm, I mean, I actually believe in ghosts. I'm not, it's not that I'm not Thank a believer you. in ghosts in the afterlife or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. Cause I've had experiences in my life, but uh, I've avoided them here in New York. And you know, there's things in New York city. We talked about this when we were talking about the village. Um, I think I had mentioned the uh, Washington Square Park being where they dumped all these, you know, it was a mass grave, basically. Like, if any location has or any city has a reason to be haunted, it's New York City. Because there's, there's oh, like yeah. stories after stories about these, uh, you know, the what? Black Plague and the, not the Black Plague, the uh, the Yellow Fever. Um, and uh, all these things that have happened throughout the years and you know when you have this amount of people stacked on top of one another horrible things are bound to happen it's just you don't hear about them that often but it, and it is fun to talk about the ghost stories you know to talk about to reminisce and but you know then on the flip side of things the halloween parade which i do not attend but it is it is fun oh, it's so much fun yeah it but, is a great parade great parade. The, one year many years ago in our building the same building we're living in 
We did a haunted mansion. We had people who were Broadway's uh, stage managers and lighting designers and what have you. And we made the studio apartment this uh, haunted house. So we had actors in the building, for, you know, and we all, I was the, um, I was the MC. I had these really terrible teeth and a wig and makeup and- You're always it, the MC. I was really, I loved it. And the kids were all fright, and I would smile and my teeth were all crooked and rotted. And they'd be like, oh, what's the matter with your teeth? I said, well, what's the matter with my teeth? <laughs> And then we, oh, we had lines out the door. Those were the good I can't see you doing that at all. I loved it. <laughs> I had the best time doing that, scaring the kid. Uh, you know, sometimes we could even say the good apartments, we have horror stories. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, they're not necessarily associated with ghosts either. <laughs> but anyway, hey, listen, it was a lot of fun. So happy Halloween, Jonathan. Happy Halloween. Enjoy that candy. All that candy you have. I'm sure you've already bought some. I haven't bought anything. I, that's why it's always a binge purchase and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, we have to get this. So I get like 12 bags of it. Oh, it'll be interesting next to see what happens this year. I don't think there's going to be, you know, they do a huge thing out here in Forest Hills in the gardens where it's like, it's mayhem where there's like three or four blocks at least of houses, these townhouses and they all decorate and it's there's like you would think that there's like it's black friday um it's just gobs and gobs of you know it's just fun to walk around and see all the kids dressed up and all the parents dressed up and we usually get all dressed up as a family and go and and wander around there and scare kids and stuff but uh but this year unfortunately with covid and everything will be a little bit more tame and we're going to stay home and probably not dress up or do something silly so it'll still be fun it still will be fun. I wish you a good one. I wish everybody a happy Halloween. Thanks so much for watching the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. And if you would like to be part of our mailing list, get our quarterly reports, our annual reports, go on to www.johnandjonathansellnyc.com. Sign up. We'd love to have you there. You can read the show notes from this show, this episode, look back on our past episodes. Or follow us on Instagram. You get weekly ones. Absolutely. Weekly, weekly updates. Yep. Our IG stories. So be healthy, be safe. And most of all, stay in gratitude. Thanks so, so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gostaska and Jonathan Conlon, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. If you'd like to take a look at our listings, have a property you're thinking of selling, or are wondering if we could help you finally find the perfect place to call home, feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at johnandjonathansellnyc.com or reach out via our Facebook page or Instagram at johnandjonathansellnyc. If you enjoyed today's podcast, consider telling a friend or family member about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.